Welcome back to the show as we continue with our series, The Next Million. The series airs every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. The series has been looking at Metro Vancouver through the lens of another million people living here. Our population is presently 2.8 million and is expected to hit 3.8 million by 2050. How do we accommodate these new residents and how do we work, live and play in a region with a million more people? Now recently we looked at the shortage of industrial land here in Vancouver. We also were joined by former BC Premier Christy Clark as we looked at how we should govern the region with a million more people. We've also looked at food production and food security in the context of a region that is adding more people and still wants to protect its agricultural land. Well today I wanted to focus on uh, entrepreneurship. I wanted to look at whether the region can still attract that next generation of an a next generation of entrepreneur in a region with high taxes significant and sometimes overlapping regulation and little industrial land how do we drive innovation encourage entrepreneurship and continue to attract the people who will build the companies that will imply, employ local people who pay local taxes? Well, our next guest certainly has done that. John Gross is the CEO and founder of the Peak Group of Companies. Uh, John launched Peak in 1998, shortly after earning his MBA from SFU. And over the past 25 years, John has grown Peak from a small startup with one product to an international leader in outdoor home improvement products. Think decking, railing, decking, railing, and fencing. All told, the company offers 22 product lines with over 1,000 uh, individual products. Uh, John, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here, Jaws. Uh, lots to talk about. Uh, I think first and foremost, uh, give me a sense of the history of your business. What was it like when you started it? How did you get into the business? Well, if I had graduated, as you say, from SFU uh, in 1997, and I'd been sifting through the Vancouver Sun, um, the hard copy of that, um, spread out on my living room floor looking for opportunities. And there was one, one day I remember, probably around uh, November 28th in 1997, uh, but, and there was all these big business ads that somebody had spent a lot of money on. But there was one little ad that probably couldn't been, have been more than a 5 or $10 ad that says, essentially, overseas dyes and equipment. And it looked more like a personal ad from one guy in overseas communicating, and I sense somehow to me. So I call this guy up. One thing leads to another. And I uh, I find, in this particular case, it was production in China, uh, and I found an opening. It was for essentially... Uh, it was a big cost difference. The products were coming in from the U.S. Uh, into Canada, uh, but I saw an opportunity to make a better product, a much better product at a much lower cost. So within a couple of months, I was on a plane to China, uh, and I'd, we'd found the opportunity to make a product that really truly uh, was an improvement for the customer, both DIY and contractor customers. And in fact, uh, how we got that product in, our first customer, big customer, was Home Depot. Wow. And and you never know what gets you in with a customer. You may have plans, but the customer has always got uh, their own plans. And I got a phone, I've been calling on Home Depot for over a year, and finally I got a call from them out of the blue on my answering machine because I was working for my apartment. John, get down here, we want to set you up as a supplier. So I go rushing down to their Burnaby buying office, I fill out all these forms, and uh, then I, after I signed the forms and they did, then I said, by the way, why did you set me up? And they said, because we remembered that uh, you had this product that you'd added a coating to. Like you'd, I, I guess I had such a cost advantage, I wanted to actually make a better product as well. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, that really mattered to us because over in Nanaimo, B.C., which is subjected to salt spray, somebody, rem- the building inspectors were banning 
that rusting product. And somebody at Home Depot, I'd been calling them for months and you know being very pesky mm-hmm. and so on. And somebody in Home Depot remembered this John guy had a post holder that was coated. And one thing led to another, and I was set up as a supplier, and that's how I got going in a kit's apartment back in 1998. So when you started, so first of all, I find it fascinating. You looked at an ad just out of the blue and decided to call somebody in China. So you've decided to move ahead. You're literally, your office is your kit's apartment then? The office was the kit's apartment. It was just basically a two-bedroom apartment. Uh, and that's where it all began. And in fact, I was doing five or six million dollars. I don't know how I hadn't been thrown out a year or two before. I was doing five million dollars of business out of that residential high rise. And I remember <laughs> uh, one of the most uh, uh, memorable stories for me was when you start a business, one of the challenges is is finding talent. No one really knows who you are. How could mm-hmm. they? And uh, so <clears throat> there was a, at that time we didn't have our own warehouse. Uh, today we do mm-hmm. have lots of warehouses, but back then we used third-party warehouses. And the guy who was running that third-party warehouse for Peak had always impressed me. So one day we were having lunch, and uh, he was bemoaning the fact that the company wanted to move him back somewhere into eastern Canada. He was a West Coast guy, mm-hmm. lower mainland guy. He didn't want to go back there. So I sensed my opening, and I, I said, uh, look, why don't you join Peak? I knew he liked outdoor home improvement products. He loved home improvement. And so over lunch, he said, okay, I'll do it. I don't want to go back east. I I like home improvement. I'll join. Well, I hadn't told him that I worked for my apartment. And I remember to this day, and so does he, that when he showed up on his first day, and instead of seeing this high-rise or this big corporate head office, he finds himself standing at the bottom of an apartment building. (laughs) So up he came. He came into the room. There was a a couple of employees, like two or three, a couple of desks and chairs. And he's he's looking at this situation going, what on earth am I got myself into? Uh, but you know what? It worked out. That guy, uh, that was 20 years ago, Simon Walker. Yeah. Uh, he's now become the executive vice president and number two guy in peak. He's in charge of all of our innovation. We're a highly innovative company, all of supply chain. So you have to find a way. You have to overcome challenges, and you have to make it fun. And so that's uh, sort of how we you know, got going. So Kit's apartment is where it all started. <clears throat> Do you have roughly an estimate as to how many employees you have right now? Well, uh, all told, we have about 130 employees. Um, we have a, a, a business model where, uh, because we uh, source products, we manufacture products in, in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, but we also source products from countries around the world. We, our commitment is to bring our customers the best value. And so we do the, in, the innovation, the engineering, the design, the supply chain, the logistics, the marketing, the packaging, everything we do in Canada. In fact, most of it we do right here in B.C., but in terms of factories and raw materials and so on, some of those products we make in Canada and some of them elsewhere. So so our model is that we don't tend to own those factories per se, the bricks and mortar. We own the ideas. We own the dyes and equipment and so on. But in today's world, you probably have all seen this. There can be suddenly a, a company can have favorable trading status with Canada or the U.S. or mm-hmm. Australia where we do business. And you can wake up tomorrow morning and that has all changed. And there's now a 25 percent or 50 percent or 100 percent tariff or duty. And if you have bricks and mortar and manufacturing and all the rest in that country, it could take you years. And meanwhile, you're paying huge fines and fees 
which you have to pass on to customers. And our commitment is to provide our customers with the best possible value, affordable prices. And so that's part of our business model. So my question to you is you've built this amazing business. Could you do it in 2015? What I mean by that is another million people moving here, logistics, moving people around, moving goods and services around. Heavy regulation still, I'm assuming. Yes. Taxation that comes with it. Yes. Limited industrial. And we can get into yes. some of that a little later. Yeah. But could you, could a John Gross, will there be a John Gross in 2050 uh, in your mind with another million people living here? There won't be one. There'll be many. I, I, you know what? I would answer that question with a resounding yes. Yes, an entrepreneur. It, in fact, it's never been a better time than right now for an entrepreneur to start a successful business here, right here in the lower mainland. I mean, you, you look at it, first of all, the lower mainland is, is just a, it's a wonderful location. There are friendly people here, talented people, people who want to join a company, a company that will make a difference. As a startup company, you have the advantage of being, uh, first of all, um, nimble. So you're up, so usually as a smaller company, you're up against bigger companies that by the time you've made a decision this afternoon, they've got it on some future agenda six months down the road. You have that advantage of a small entrepreneur. You can make, you can make decisions and you can make investments so much faster and that goes to your advantage. But then you, lever, you layer into that the lower mainland itself. And mm-hmm. what a wonderful place. I truly believe, I mean, I myself was given the opportunity in the lower mainland. And I, I, I'm not so sure our company would have been successful if I started it somewhere else. All the talent, the universities, the people, the friendliness, the openness, uh, the infrastructure we have here. Of course, we have to have a lot more, and I, rec- I think we all recognize that. Uh, the willingness to do business, the, uh, where we're located on the Pacific Rim. It's a wonderful place to start, start a business. I feel so strongly about this, in fact, that just recently we announced – um, in conjunction and partnership with Simon Fraser University um, to um, fund a quarter million dollars over the next 10 years called the Peak Product Startup Experience mm-hmm. uh, to help young aspiring uh, entrepreneurs to be able to realize their entrepreneurial dreams. So we're putting our mouth where uh, our money where our mouth is. We think it's a wonderful opportunity. and I think it's a great place to start a business right now. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, we are speaking to John Gross, founder and CEO of Peak Products. Um, interesting entrepreneurial story. Uh, Peak Products, of course, uh, sells decking, railings, and fencing. Uh, all told, the company offers about 22 product lines with over 1,000 individual products in places like uh, a Home Depot. And it's hard to believe uh, that the company started all based on an ad in the Vancouver Sun well over 25 years ago. Uh, John, uh, prior to the break, we were talking uh, a little bit about can a future entrepreneur be able to do what you did based on some of the challenges we have with another million people moving here. As I said, limited land, taxation, regulation, challenges, all of those types of things. Now, for your products, you do need a warehouse. Uh, and, and my understanding is you've also ended up o- opening a warehouse in Calgary instead of Vancouver. Walk me yes. through that decision. You're a proud Vancouverite, proud British Columbian. As you say, you started your business in, out of an apartment in Kitsilano, yes. but uh, yeah. you had to open up a warehouse in Calgary rather than here. Yes. Explain that to me. Yes, you're right. I, I was born in Vancouver and grew up here in Vancouver. And of course, Peak started here and our original warehouse was here in Vancouver. Um, during the pandemic, our the demand for our products, think of outdoor living products, people working from home, uh, it more than doubled. And, and there's no end in sight even after the pandemic. So our warehousing and distribution needs also more than doubled. And we can see 
huge requirements to increase even from there uh, in the years to come. So uh, in the last couple of years, because this demand came so suddenly, uh, we had to uh, essentially rent satellite warehouse locations to augment the space of our lower mainland distribution center. We simply didn't run out of space at times too. Uh, so our instinct and 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 uh, goal was to find a much larger distribution space in the lower mainland. Uh, the difficulty was that I guess in the years that had that, that leading up to this, that that land costs had gone up so significantly that it, it was simply was unaffordable for us. As I mentioned, our commitment is to provide customers with products of of, of great value, unmatched value. And our distribution and warehousing costs represent a significant portion of our total costs. And frankly, uh, for us to take on this massive increase in distribution and warehousing space due to what was happening in the lower mainland, that we were faced with the uh, just untenable uh, prospect of of having to build that into our cost structure. And and I think that would be uh, not the right choice for our customers. As it turned out, so we knew we had to look elsewhere. Um, And as it turned out, our exclusive customer, Home Depot, uh, had built their uh, Western Canada distribution center uh, in Calgary. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, in the, you know, weeks and months that followed, we then explored the possibility of building a very large distribution center in Calgary. And uh, so we were able to do that uh, in a fairly short amount of time, in about a year, which uh, may sound like a lot, but if you're starting from a a bare piece of land and have to do all the work on it, uh, including going through a very uh, harsh winter, that's actually a very uh, fast timeline Mm -hmm. and at a very reasonable cost. Uh, So it ended up, you know, working out for us. Uh, I can say that, uh, you know, as a growing company, we'll need more distribution space and I hope, I truly hope that land costs and space costs come down to a a, a more affordable level for a company like Peak. And in a heartbeat, I would invest in more distribution, expanded distribution facilities here in the lower mainland. I think one, uh, there's a few few good things that have come from this is that with a smaller location that we had here and couldn't afford a bigger one, uh, that we were, uh, I guess, at risk of of non-domestic suppliers bringing their product into Canada. Mm. And that didn't sit well with us. And so instead, um, with our new facility and being more competitive and having more space, we have turned the thing around. And now we're shipping product into other markets, including the U.S. And that has in turn created jobs for us right here in the lower mainland. We do so much of the innovation, the product design, the supply chain, logistics, marketing, online, all these different things We've created more and more jobs thanks to the fact that, you know, we're able to grow our company and, in fact, have the distribution capabilities to do all that. So, of course, uh, nothing would make me happier uh, than to be able to to open a larger distribution center even still on top of what we have. I hope that day can come. I hope real estate prices and land prices and space prices can come down and be affordable for us. I'm going to give you 30 more seconds here. Final message to entrepreneurs. Final message to entrepreneurs. You know, you know what? I, I think it is the best time ever to st- start a business. Let me say, um, starting a business is is an exhilarating experience when you can bring a team of people together and and achieve something that 
that others haven't, and that's the whole idea. You can't just be me too. It is a wonderful feeling to watch a talented group of people. Not It's not you. It's the team of people who make these magical things happen. Talented people, they want to join a company where they can make a difference, and that's what Peak is all about. But there's one thing that's even more special. When you take bold steps, when you build a business, when you build a successful business, that allows you to give back to the community right here in the Lower Mainland. And I'll tell you, I can say from this from personal experience, there is no greater feeling, no greater reward, not just for you, but for for your team to give back to so many worthwhile causes right here in the Lower Mainland. John, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you. That is John Gross, founder and CEO of Peak Products. You're You're listening to the Jazz Joe Hall Show back after the break.